0: Hey guys, welcome back to Dialogue. My name is Phoebe and I hope you're well and you're safe and you're healthy. Uh, Today, I actually have a very, very special guest. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi everyone, and uh, my name is Eric. And yeah, I'm a doctor, but by profession, but also a teacher, more so towards lecturing medical students. And also, kind of a bit confusing, but I'm also running a creative agency by the side as well.
0: Mm, mm. And wow, that's actually how we met, right? Do- can I call you Dr. Eric? Because every time in uni, I also call you Dr. Eric.
1: Can, can. Anything like <laughs> la, as long as you're comfortable lah. I chai one, actually.
0: Okay, but I really, really appreciate you coming in and even just sitting down to talk to me. So that's mm. essentially how we both know each other. Uh, Dr. Eric is a lecturer in IMU. And yeah, like, I can I just add a little bit more to your portfolio so people know? And Dr. Eric, actually, you've been practicing in, you practiced in Malaysia for like five and a half years, right? And mm. then you further went to Singapore to practice for five more years as a resident doctor. Mm. And yeah, like you mentioned, you teach in IMU. like, mm. And that's what a lot of people know you as. And like what you said, um, you are a creative director in Chubak Creatives. Mm. So that's exactly, that's actually like two full-time jobs. And um, yeah, like, you have two very beautiful children and you also have one lovely wife, which I think you've introduced to like our batch before during one online briefing. Um, And yeah, one thing that I really uh, admire about you, uh, before we jump into all like the real like juicy stuff, is that I feel from reading and even from all the briefings that you've given us, uh, I mm. realise that you're very real. Whether it's about talking about finance or like leaving medicine not leaving medicine but practicing half like part-time uh even in mco and your struggles and your challenges which is in a sense what i feel people why people would relate to you whether it's in uni Mm -hmm. or even online so um even for this whole episode i'm actually really really excited that you're here because i feel that um there's a lot of uh, misconceptions that people actually have about studying medicine and becoming a doctor especially mm-hmm. in Malaysia and not a lot of people voice out about their struggles and I think that's the danger because a lot of people like they go in not understanding their responsibilities and the fact that medicine is really really tough
1: <laughs> <sighs> I don't even know where to begin but um, what can I what I can share um, with related what I do. Lah. Probably I start with why I do what I do now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we track a little bit back why I made the decision. Okay. As as you know, uh, I am actually also running a creative agency by the side. The reason why I'm doing it is because one, uh, I saw that medicine. Is not a place where I wanted to make my money from. Mm. Yes, we all do medicine for a variety of reasons. And one of them is to, of course, like it or not, we still have the heart to serve the people and get people well. But the thought of actually serving people and treating people and having them to pay us an amount, not to say it's not fair or not justified because it's still a service. But then again, uh, when it comes to having your own family and you need to put money on the table to make sure that you're able to support your family members and all when you start having children and kids, then this becomes like a conflict to ourselves. Should we actually squeeze more money from our patients? Okay, when we see them, should we charge them more expensively? Or should we just, you know, Um, treat them as usual, but we skim off from our side instead because doctoring these days or becoming a doctor these days is not as easy as last time. So having an income to sustainable income is not to say cannot, but you may need to sacrifice on some of the things that we enjoy doing in that sense. What do I mean by sacrificing is you do not want to charge the patient more, you want to keep to the same price, you want to treat the patient well, then you will actually extend your working hours, you will actually expand your hours within 24 hours to work longer so that you can earn the same keep to able to sustain your family member. Now, that itself comes to sacrificing your own time with your family members already. Yes, money is important, but time with your family is also important. So if we were to actually make more money, then we also lose time with the family. I don't think that's also kind of like a very fair trade in that sense. I mean, yes, we want both if possible, but unfortunately, that's not how it is. That's why I decided, okay, medicine is medicine. As much as I enjoy doing it, but I can earn my money somewhere else. Okay? Somewhere, somewhere, that people are willing to pay for my service, willing to pay for what I'm good at doing apart from medicine, then I shall get my money from that side instead. So, now, doing medicine is like a passion. Of course, I enjoy treating patients, care for their well-being and of course, I enjoy teaching medical students like you. So, you bring joy in that sense because, you know, you, you don't really look at the monetary aspect. It's more of the outcome and what you guys grow up to be and of course in future uh, patients come back thanking you saying that you have uh, did a good job that kind of stuff so that is that happiness there when you do medicine not so much of the money anymore because my money is coming from elsewhere so that is the reason why i started doing all this uh, business outside or more like business not medicine related in order to keep the, uh, you know, keep a balance between my time, my life and, uh, you know, the whole structure thing. Lah. Something like that. Mm. Wow.
0: I love that because especially what you say about work-life balance. Because I think that even in this day and age, we I realize uh, that that is something that we all need to strive for even in the previous uh, conversations that I've had um, yeah with like, other people as well. Uh, but Dr. Eric, you know knowing all of this right uh, with all of this that you've picked up along the way, can I ask right um, even as like we go right back to the beginning, what made you decide to study medicine?
1: No, like many people right. I did medicine not because I really love medicine, that kind of thing. Somehow, medicine become the subject because I eliminated all the things that I don't like doing. I don't like mm. accounts. Cal- <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> I don't like physics because I can never understand what's going on. So, I don't want to let go as well. So chemistry not exactly my big core. So, also lawyering. I can't. I'm not exactly a very good talker. So I, 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 I'm not very sociable in that sense. So at the end of the day, it ends up with only a few options, and one of them is medicine. Now, not to say I don't enjoy doing arts. I do enjoy doing arts. But back then, when it comes to doing arts, right? Hmm you will have to be answerable to somewhat our parents lah, who's paying for our education fees. Lah. Right. <laughs> you, you get what I mean? So they have this expectation of you. Okay, I send you go and do arts and um, and later how you gonna how you gonna you know, this concerns Asian parents lah, they always have this concern whether you're it, it's not that they they don't that arts can make money but they are always you know back then those generations they always think few fields you need that you should go into either you become a lawyer you become an accountant you become an engineer you become a doctor so Mm -hmm. all these jobs yeah so even until now it's the same okay things may not have changed much but of course it's changing but still that mindset is there so, I'm not saying it's wrong. I mean, parents will always ultimately want the best for their kids and they want them to be someone. So, yeah. So, somehow that made me do medicine. No. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't hate medicine. I really enjoyed it. Okay. And, uh, but I started liking it halfway through. La. Not to say that I like, oh, medicine. No. I pour my heart and soul into doing medicine at the right, at the beginning. La. It wasn't that way. La. Uh-huh. Mm.
0: Um, mm. oh, mm. i see but mm. actually i resonate with you though because being very honest um my dad actually discouraged me from doing it because he's also a doctor himself and he told me mm. he said it's gonna be really really tough you have to mm. decide between like your career and family in the future and yeah um but i kind of feel like medicine in a sense like, like studying medicine not practicing yet but studying like it has made me learn to reassess my priorities, like in a sense where, because you know a huge bulk, like like last time when you studied, like a huge bulk is actually taken up studying and even like the mental headspace. So I feel like you are very, it's very easy. You're quickly able to identify like which friends you want to keep close and like how to spend time wisely and like what to prioritize. Like for you, you realize family is important. And Mm. I think in a sense, like it teaches us to be a bit more productive because a lot of my medical school friends, they actually have a lot of creative hobbies like um, crocheting or cooking and baking. Mm. Um, Mm. But Dr. Eric, I actually want to talk a little bit more about, you know, the typical Asian mindset. And Mm. it's very true. I think even now among my friends, I realized that I have friends who approach me that are a little bit younger and they have parents that ask them to, oh, go be a doctor. Doctor job is very stable. You earn a lot of money and it's like a very esteemed kind of position. Mm. Um, but, you know, I remember reading this post um, on your website before and you said this, like you ask a lot of medical students that come in and you ask like, why do you want to be a doctor? And a lot mm. of them say, I want to be a doctor to help people. And you said this, like little do they know that they need help saving themselves. So I want to ask you, like, what are some misconceptions that people have about being a doctor?
1: Oh, this one, huh? I have to be very careful how I phrase my words. Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, mm. I. To be honest, uh, there's no right or wrong in uh, whether you want to do medicine or not. But do it for the right reasons Like when it comes to doing medicine. Um, as you said, many actually get into medicine thinking that job is stable. Okay? Job is there. Uh, money is there. But they actually did not think a little bit further than that. Mm. So... As you can see now, right, um, even a doctor's job is no longer secured. Okay. Mm. Uh, And it has been starting to, these problems have started surfacing even until back then my time where the slots in the government hospitals are starting to fill up. Uh, Specialist programs, master programs are limited. Not everybody gets it. And as years pass by, now you can see these little issues start popping up. Uh, government are shortening the services. After two years, some are actually uh, removed from their jobs, from the government posts and you know, outside into the private world that they have to fend for themselves. Or you fight for your life Lord, to get a specialist training post inside the government hospital. Hopefully you strike one because before you are removed from the government. So now, with so many doctors in hand, right? Everybody is kind of fighting with one another to get that spot. Now, if you get the spot, that's good. But what happens to those who doesn't get one? I mean, they have already spent so much of money, spent so much of time to become one and they are stuck in between nowhere. Alright? So, stuck in between no means that they are neither a specialist or consultant, okay? But yet, if they come out, they have nothing else that they can do apart from medicine itself. Mm. And if you want to do medicine in a private setting, but you are somewhat there, but not there, nobody will come to you. Because firstly, we are kind of like too new, too fresh, out of the oven. Okay, if you were to compare to the senior ones, of course, patients being patients, they always pick the oldest doctor. One, so the younger ones probably get ditched. Nah. Okay, <laughs> not to say they are not good, even specialists. Uh, not today, like I've shared with you before, even specialists, you are qualified specialists. Okay, very good at what you're doing. Maybe you are like a 30 plus year old specialist, you know, very skillful and all. But if people do not know who you are. And you are not people are not aware of your presence, automatically the senior citizens or the senior group will always opt for the oldest doctor. Okay. Mm. In the 50s, in the 60s. Why? Because medicine at the end of the day, like it or not, the years counted are counted as years of experience. The older you get, the more experienced you are, like it or not, because in medicine, Right. Yeah. So uh, we can't blame the public for this, but that's how it is. And medicine, there's no retiring age. Someone can actually do medicine until they move on. So if someone doesn't retire from the job, right, then we wait until when eh, to be able to be, you know, on par. We will never be on par with the ones who are more senior, one, unless they decide to, okay, I find enough money already or I just want to take a break, okay? I no longer want to take medicine. Then they resign. Then it's a different story. But most of the time, if you look at doctors, not many retire or resign at a very young age. I mean, if you look at your dad, Phoebe, he's still working, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, he is. So, and if you ask him, uh, when would you want to retire? He won't tell you a definite answer one because most doctors... Most doctors would not have the mind to retire when they just say, I do lah. We continue to do lah. Until when don't know lah, but we do first lah. So the younger doctors how? Wait until when? I don't know. So that, that's, the, that's the cycle that everybody is getting into lah. So in that sense, right, then how for the younger generation of doctors, how do they survive and how do they fend for themselves? Like even the doctors who are graduating now, you got to wait eight months to get a job, eight to nine months. Yeah. By the time another two years, maybe even longer, okay, eleven months, a year. One whole year, jobless. You can do so many things in one whole year. I mean, just imagine my time if I I I finish my uni, I straight away go into the job the following month. There's no even break for us. But now there's one year gap. Imagine that one year gap you can do so many things. so the man- mindset of oh, you finish the really straight, if you get job no longer correct, law. you don't get job straight away, man. You one year gap ma, to get a job that that's one uh then second thing is your job also not secure one. It's now by contract basis. After two years or so, th- you kick out of the job, then do what? So, you will have to fend for yourself. Either you work with a private lab or private doctor or private chain of clinics. And when there are so many of you, right? People take advantage of you. Your pay, okay, la, 5k. Eh, That doctor also same age as you, ma. Why I pay you 5k? He's only asking for 4k. Might as well take him cheaper, some more, by 1k. Then everybody starts fighting among oneself. Oh. So it's like, this 5K, there's 4K, then 3.5K. Then everybody starts you know, negotiating or lower down their expected range. So at, at the end, who's on the losing end? The doctors. Oh. Wow. So, yeah. so these are the things that people don't look into. They only have the set that doctor's job very stable, confirm got pay coming in. That's that's the downfall of it, lah. So that is why you see a lot of doctors these day, They they move away from their uh, most finish, then they move into other sectors. They do something something else. They do MBAs, you know. They take up business. I mean, they go into HR. You know, they do go into pharmaceutical uh, companies, you know, and be uh, drug representatives. So this. Are the category of doctors who decided not to go through the conventional pathway mm.
0: Mm, I see I think we'll get we'll get into that as well in a little bit. Um, yeah, it's true though i I feel now like speaking from a medical student's point of view and for anyone who's listening in and you are wondering if you should take up, I realize that medicine demands a lot of a lot from you and the returns are not necessarily immediate. And I see a lot of my friends, they have a lot of free time. They can before COVID, they can travel, they can pursue mm. like creative endeavors, like whereas for me, like and my medical school friends, we're all like rushing to study. We have exams after exams. Then sometimes I see they have three months break. Um, but for us, we have three days. And like, sometimes, if not, right, it's like right after an exam, uh, then we go right into the next system. So, it's true. And, you know, even adding on to what you said about job stability and in terms of pay, like some people are thinking, oh, you know, um, like when I graduate, like what you said, 5K, uh. That that's like the starting pay right now, like 4K to 5k as a houseman. Um, but for me, right, a lot of my friends are actually working now. So by the time I graduate to work, uh, yes, my pay is higher, but if you actually calculate in the years and experiences, they will earn more. And I think that in one of our previous conversations, you also you also mentioned before, like at 33 if we choose to specialize, we'll probably still be like in the line of like wanting to specialize. But we will have friends that are project managers and they will be earning three times, four times the amount probably yes. than us. Yes. And um, I think like essentially I realized that um, it can, doing medicine, like, it really cannot be because of the money, like, it really cannot Mm. be, like, what you said, um, it's a rose-tinted glass, and it needs to, Mm. people need to take it off and see for what it actually is, Mm. um, but, you know, some people might be saying, yeah, like, I know all this, but, you know, I want to help people, like, money doesn't really, really matter, uh, I think you touched briefly on this, but I also want to ask you if you want to, like, further elaborate, um, what is the reality of future future medical doctors in Malaysia, from your point of view?
1: You know, the thought about when you mention money isn't everything, right? At the end of the time, at the end of the day, money is everything. So now, um, when you are studying medicine and uh, you have a roof over your head, you're not paying the bills yet, lah. Okay, you're, you don't have. Even back then when I was doing medicine, you know, I don't have bills to pay. There's a house on my roof, you know. I don't have to worry what is on the food table, you No, know? Makan is there, you know. I get uh, pocket money to go and buy whatever I need to buy, you know. I don't really need to work for the money. And uh, there's nobody in the family that I need to support. It's just me and me alone. So I buy what I want. I play what I want. The money I spend is all myself also. So there's no responsibility or whatsoever that I, I, I actually need to... You know, think of. But once we step into adulthood, okay, not to say back then not adult, but we are kind of like freshy adults. But once you take a step to move out from our parents' house and to start your own life, you have your own family and you have kids and all, then expenses start coming in, okay from having kids, you need to think about diapers, you're thinking about milk powders, and when the kids grow up, you need to think about their education, you know, the kindergarten fees, you, know, you think about electricity bill, broadband bill, water bill, all the freaking bills that you can think of. Nobody will pay for you. Not my parents are going to pay. I'm going to pay for all the bills, you see. So when, when all this piles up, you realize, right, the money that you earn, you no longer spend it on yourself. There's nothing left for you to spend it on yourself. You can only spend it for all the necessities that you have, okay? Like for your kids, you minus off everything. Huh? If we are at that stage, still working with the government back then, right? Mm. I can tell you uh, almost you left with nothing maybe a bare minimum of savings, maybe a thousand, or probably less. But other than that, nothing left for you that you can do anything about it. And worse is, you're stuck in that loop, right? With the fear of, okay, I want to do something else now so that I want to get money. But what happens if I go out, I do not succeed, then I turn my rice bowl upside down. Even worse, there's no more income. So you... You, you are stuck in that loop that you have. You are fearful to go out because you're scared that you got more, no money. Right? lucky like was, right? No money coming in, then your bank bank will be like in negative balance. Really, you keep deducting. Really, but if we were to go out, you don't even have much money to invest in yourself. So because you're barely meeting the necessity to have enough savings to last you for a couple of years, don't have also. So that. That itself, uh, for doctors in the future, this is the struggle that many would face. Okay, unless the doctors themselves are still staying, in the parents are uh, they don't have commitments, all, you know, then life would be somewhat okay. But can so we stay with our parents forever? Right?
0: Don't mm. get married at all.
1: Your it's law don't get, get married at all, correct? Law. Then <laughs> how can cannot be one? <laughs> la. It's not gonna happen, one ma. I mean I'm, I mean, I don't know, lah, some may have the thought that okay, la, I'm not gonna get married and stuff, like that, but unlikely, lah, unlikely. La. Mm. Um so that, that comes down to you know, when you are adult, you want to get your own place. When you get your own place, you buy your own house. When you buy your own house, big chunk of savings already gone, unless parents pay for the down deposit and stuff like that. La. But if you really want to be an independent adult, you use your own money to buy, and trust me, if you use your own money just to pay for down payment as a doctor, a very junior doctor, right? Your savings are all gone, gone. Okay, mm. property. Then people say, "Why you want to get so expensive property and stuff like that?" But no, you just want you look at KL lah, look at Subang, look at PJs lah. One property is like what at least five hundred thousand above. You get second hand also at least five thousand ten percent huh? Of your property uh, is already 50k. Every month, if you save like 1k, 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 you take 50 months to save 50k. Uh, all right. That is like equivalent to how many years? Four years. Uh. Mm. Four over years. Your hard work and sweat and blood, right? Just to buy a property, poof, 50k gone, your savings. And you're left with nothing. Okay. Now, what, what what can you do then? I mean, if you want to buy your own house, right? Okay, you buy your own house. Then every month, eh, you got to pay loan. Somewhere, eh? Pay loan, fork out money, pay loan. Then you start all over again from square one again. So if mm. we are going to be a doctor relying on the paycheck like any other people out there, you know, day in, day out, paycheck and stuff like that, then that is the life that you're going to get. Long As a future doctor, you will never be able to leave your profession also if you have thoughts of leaving it lah and um, it's not going to be easy and like you said friends who are already started working now while you're still studying by then they are already general managers their their pay is uh, two to three times more than what the doctors are earning at the same age Mm. so their life is actually a lot better okay because they still have spare cash around then they can use that money to roll around to invest in themselves, invest in other businesses or expand whatever they need to do, they have the cash. But doctors, they are stuck. That's the future of doctors now. So unless you do not want to go through that pathway, that's why I suggest we should at least learn a new skill now, regardless of what it is. It could be your interest. It could be something we enjoy doing and make it something that you are very good at, that in future, people will look out for you and get you for your service. That would be your added advantage la, as a doctor, but also another pillar of yourself that you are capable of doing something else. That's what I'm suggesting. Alternative route. Mm, but of course, uh, it's not meant for everybody. I think many still has that thought of, I want to be a specialist, can... I want to be a consultant. Can doctors can make money? Can. By the age of your 45, 50, ah, you start making money. Can but I don't want to wait until 45, 50. That time I ah, yo, I back headache everywhere. Also ache. I, I don't think I want to reach that age. Lah, oh. Okay, so I, I want to have a bit time for myself and for my family and you know to do things I like. So I don't want to keep working like the previous generation, who is very dedicated to I really target them. I really salute them because they are really hardcore and they really enjoy what they do and they can continue to do it. But from my generation onwards, at least for myself, cannot really. eh? I don't Mm. foresee myself sticking into the same job role for the rest of my life. Cannot, cannot, cannot. So, Mm. yeah.
0: I think a lot of people are with you on that. Not only your generation, but Mm. my generation as well. And the ones to come. Um. Wow, thank you for sharing that. That was... Like, thank you for also, like, your honesty. Because I think a lot of people really need to hear Mm. that. And, you know, even... It's so tough like this. But if you factor in COVID, which is the situation that we're in right now... um, You know, I was actually talking to a friend who's an MO. And... You know, due to the COVID situation, he was telling me that he's been working every single day for like the past three weeks, like no off day, just seeing COVID mm-hmm. after COVID patients. And it, his work hours are like from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every single day. And like, uh, he, yeah, I see it. And I think that he's just one of the many that are in healthcare that are actually really struggling. um. There are many of my seniors as well that I find there's a very big disconnect. Uh for me, I have friends my age like who are still studying and they're like, oh, I want to specialize in this and that. Then when I talk to my H O seniors and my MO seniors, they're all like, uh no, we are done after MO. Um, a lot of them actually say that like they want to come out and do stuff. And I think like mm. even for my dad, um I can see especially COVID, lah, like, COVID, like let's be honest, like it has taken a very big toll on not just the economy, but also healthcare, our doctors and our nurses. Um, Yeah, like I see him, he comes back like, he's always very tired after a full day at work because of like the measures that he needs to take. And he's also Mm -hmm. one of the many, like you have to wear PPE, it's so hot. Um, And it takes a toll on you, like emotionally, when you see and you deal with patients that test positive and you have Mm -hmm. to monitor your patients in the hospital, uh seeing like their like whether their their vitals are stable and yeah like worrying that you come back and pass it on to your family as well. Um there's a lot of factors especially with COVID and plus like a lot of them yeah like there's that uncertainty factored in like it it definitely does take a toll. So like yeah even for you Dr. Eric um what when did you realize All of this. And what made you decide? When was it that it made you decide like, oh, okay, I don't want to be in this loop anymore. And like, this is the reality.
1: What made me decide? ah? Mm. There is a... I'm not sure whether you have come across him, but there is a doctor who is very active on uh, the net, sharing about predicting what's going to happen to the medical fraternity his name is Dr Pagalavan
0: Oh I don't know him
1: uh, I'm you can actually uh P A G A L A V A N Right uh, he has a blog which he has been writing for years since my since my time and until today he still writes it encouraging doctors Oh I don't know whether it's encouraged or discouraged, uh, but he paints a very realistic picture of doctors, what's going to happen. And I've been reading his blogs and articles, what's going through, and how's medicine going to be, and what the struggles of doctors, until one fine day I said, okay, he has predicted many, many years ago what's going to happen now, and it has already happened. And he is really predicting what's going to happen many, many years down the line, which is already starting to happen already. So, I thought, okay, maybe it's time that I take a move. Okay, instead of you know, fighting in this pool where everybody is struggling, why don't I be a little bit different from the other people? Okay, yes, fifty percent of my friends, most of them, some are uh, especially some are consultant already. Okay. But the ones who are having a good life are not the ones here in Malaysia. Okay. The ones who are having a good life are the ones in Australia. <laughs> I'm not to say what, okay, but that's reality. But but then again, not everybody has the opportunity to go overseas. That's one. Okay. And even if you're in the Australia and in the UK, you still work very hard. But of course, you are compensated in one way or another. And also depends on what field that you're getting into as well. But those right. are my time. But now, uh, once I read his his articles and his write-ups and all, then while I was working in Singapore, I, I kind of felt a little bit burnt out because uh, I'm not sure whether I've shared it with you or with your group, but... Every day for the last 5 years, I've been seeing 60 patients to 80 patients, sometimes crazy, up to 100 patients a day. Wow. Imagine wow. the... Little, that, yeah, yeah, wow.
0: 100, That's a no? lot.
1: Yeah. So, oh if yes. you want super cow training, then <laughs> you work in Singapore's uh, government clinics, right? You can go crazy. I mean, really crazy. I mean, I'm still in their WhatsApp group, uh, my my friends uh, in Singapore. (laughs) Every day, they'll complain. Oh, look at the patient crowd. I can understand how they feel because that was what I've been doing for the last five years. Every day, my goal was to clear patients, you know. It's not to treat patients, you know. It's to clear patients because it's like zombie crowd like that. They all walk in. So you got to clear them off from the clinic. So I've been actually, no, you know, uh, looking at patients, you know, uh, talking to people every day about at least bare minimum about 50 to 60. Uh, 50 and 60 new faces every day. One day, 60. Five days, 300 faces. 300 faces. One month, I see about 1,200 people a day. Wow. I, I see people until I
0: don't That's want
1: like to see people anymore. like number of
0: followers yeah. on some people's Instagram.
1: Correct. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I don't know. I, I just had people phobia already. I just don't want... When, when I finish work, right, all I want is just go back home and shut myself in and I don't want to talk to anyone anymore. Because I'm tired. Okay, mm-hmm. it's like tired of you know explaining results. Tired of meeting people's demands. Tired of addressing people's concerns. Like how we tell. You know, so what's your concern? You know I'm tired. You know I don't want to know your concerns anymore. Really, until a point whereby it's just it's just really just I just want to let it go. So that was the bring whereby I decided. Okay, I still like medicine, but don't let this kill my passion for medicine. I need to do something out of this. And back then in Singapore, I have plans to come back to Malaysia. I said, I don't think the medicine in Malaysia is any different and the situation is not going to get any better. So I better make plans then already. I better make plans what I want to do with my life. Okay, otherwise... If I'm back here, without this second-hand backup, I'll end up being back in the government hospital again, slugging like your friend as the MO, every night and every morning, just going to the hospital and doing the same old stuff again and again and again for God knows how long, just to pay for the bills because I've got no other options with me. That's that's how it is. And what's this? If I don't do it, I have kids. And my wife is not going to work anymore. It's no longer two thanking the family. My wife really taking care of the kids. So she sacrificed her career just to take care of the kids. So it's now one man thanking the whole family really. Last time, still okay. Wow, two further works, and you know. all. Still got double income. Uh, still very comfortable. Man. When start, kids start coming in and you decide that you do not want to you want to be independent, you do not want, want to rely on your parents to take care of the kids, you do not want to get an external helper or what we call maid to come in to help you take care of the kids. You want to take care, purely you taking care of the kids, then you are the only one in the family left to thank. Either I work as a house husband or my wife work as a housewife. Itu too yeah. So how? Mm. Man.
0: Wow. Honestly, I think being very real and honest, like even after hearing all of this, right, even I am like quite scared to graduate and go in, being very, very real, even after like hearing all of this. Because I realized like there's actually a lot that people don't tell you. Mm. And I think a lot, even for some of my friends right now, a lot of things they didn't know until they started studying medicine. And medicine is not cheap. It's not a cheap because yes. if you not if you do cheap. it in a in a private uni lah, cause public unis, um, they're a lot more um, they're cheaper but they're also harder to get into. Mm. Uh, yeah, they don't tell you this at orientations. Yeah, um,
1: nobody and, talks about this lah. It's uh, it's like a, like a taboo kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, mm. I, I also don't know why nobody shares and you know, everybody just goes through it and um, yeah. Mm.
0: And even for, yeah. like, the older generation, they, it's different. La. Like, they will, like, for example, maybe my, my dad's generation, they will probably say, oh, you know, we did it and it was harder for us, so it should be easier for you. Uh, but I think the reality is that you cannot compare like that. La. Like, times are very different and we have to, we cannot compare generation by generation. And it's, it's not weak to step out of medicine. I think that's something that people need to catch and they need to understand. Mm. Because like mm. what you mentioned, there actually are a lot of people who, like what you said, they actually venture out and they're doing so well in other stuff. Mm. Um, but man, Dr. Eric, uh, I actually want to ask you, how would you, what would you advise and encourage? Uh, now, now that everyone is listening, right? There are three categories that I actually would want to ask you to talk to specifically. How would you advise and encourage? Number one, people who are interested in going into medicine, like those who are in high school, in college. And number two, those like me who are in medical school already. And number three, those who are MOs or housemen, um, but they are scared of leaving. Yeah, like these three groups specifically, like they want to leave, they're stuck in this loop, but they're scared, they don't know how.
1: Now, for the most junior ones, right, to do medicine, then number one, you have to make the decision yourself. Okay, at least come to terms with it that you want to do your medicine. Uh, not like there's any other external factors. External factors means parents, huh? okay. Not that your parents ask you to do medicine. You want to do it, okay. Now doing it is one thing, okay, but. You need to find out information about what you are getting into. Forget about the job security, forget about the money, but think about the hours that you're putting in, okay? The long hours that you're putting in, the time that you are sacrificing for the sake of medicine, okay? And the long journey ahead which is not just 3 years, 5 years, 7 years. Long journey, meaning that it's 15 years. Sometimes, maybe when you reach 50 years old, would you see yourself doing medicine for so many years or not? Okay, for the ones that are very young. Because if you don't see yourself doing it for the many, many years of medicine, then I would actually suggest try to figure out what next that you really want in life. Okay? Because the juniors, most of the time, uh, I'm not saying that it's the millennials or the strawberry. Everybody is different. Everybody is unique. It's not that they break easily or they are snowflakes. What
0: what strawberry?
1: What strawberry? ah? Do you know what strawberry? Never heard of a strawberry term before. No. (laughs) We call the younger generations or a lot of people call uh, the younger generations, especially your generation, also, they are called the strawberry generation. You know strawberries? Yeah. They bruise very easily. You flick it, they oh. bruise a minute. Uh, now, why they bruise so easily? I don't know, lah. Okay. Because they are well protected, they are well sheltered, they are nurtured well to their full maximum potential. That's why they are all juicy, red, and you know, strawberries, ah. Uh. But then again, when you put them in harsh environment, you flick it, then they bruise really, then they break. So, Mm. mm. So it's not the fault of the generation, but it's actually uh, how the situation has turned because the previous generation worked very hard. Like your dad's generation, they worked very hard. They went through very very difficult struggles to get to where they are. They know how it's painful. And they don't want that to happen to their children. Mm. That's why they provide. So, that itself gave uh, a very really comfortable blanket for the, the junior uh, generation, uh, which is the millennial generation or the Gen Z. The, um, that, that part of the generation, they become very well protected. But the side effect of being well protected, they bruise easily. Though. So, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. so say things and talk to them also have to sayang a bit you know cannot too harsh otherwise really cry on oh, so yeah so that's 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 the junior ones okay but for your generation who is already in medicine this one i have a very definite answer please finish off your degree okay you're in it already you're not a quitter okay so, finish it. At least get that title in front of your name. Okay. Regardless of what you want to do later, at least you have a title in front of your name. Whatever you do in the future, like it or not, people still respect doctors. Asian cultures. Ma. They see <laughs> Dr. Phoebe, regardless of whether you are a chef, you know, you're you are baking or you are a baker or you're doing arts or any industry Phoebe versus Dr. Phoebe it makes sure. a big difference so take it as the money invested to get that title okay to make your life a little bit easier in the future. So now that you're in it finish it. Okay. It doesn't take very long. You're already halfway through really There's another couple of years more. So once you're done with it, that's it. You come out. You do what you want to do. Okay? Now, that's it, right? Comes the third category, which are the MOs who are already in the hospital setting. Now, this one is the final hurdle for you to pass through really. Okay? If you have done with medicine, finishing your degree, that's one major hurdle. Yes, you are doctor by paper, but you are not doctor by profession. Okay, So if you think that you want this to be your extra pillar in your life, then I suggest you at least finish your government service first. With the government, so that government gives you your lesson, your license. And once you have your license, You are free to do whatever. you. That time you are like total freedom ready. You are a qualified doctor. You can practice medicine while in the same time do something that you enjoy doing. You have the best of both worlds. And you can give advice. You can give advice and treat patients at the same time while still doing something that you enjoy doing. That is the benefit of completing your service with the government. And the service now is not very long. The service is, I think, maximum compulsory service is two years, I suppose. So, houseman houseman is two years, right? Then the other compulsory, I think, is also two years. Contract is two years. So, in total, uh, houseman two years, then service the government two years, still four years, I suppose. 4 years to get your full registration and once you are done with it, free lah, freedom. So, by then, whether you want to climb up that ladder to be a specialist consultant or you want to come out and do your own thing, yeah, you can decide already. Free to decide. But before that, right, to give you the option to do something else has to start now. If you don't do anything about it now, and the best time to start is not SPN holders, not Baru Masuk medicine, is the one studying medicine now. <laughs> mm. That's me. When you're, yes, that's it's my, you. That's my girl. Correct. Mm. Correct. That's the best time to start because you know why? You're still under a roof. You're still studying medicine. You're not working. You're not tired of You can still learn and absorb at the same time. But if you're a medical officer and like your friend who is working day and night, day and night, do you think your mind is alert enough or do you think you have the energy to crank through everything? Most of the time, most people would not do it. And by the time you say you want to do something else, but you got nothing in hand that you can do. Nothing. Mm. So, how? Stop a couple more years long? So... <laughs> You need to plan now. That's why I I always encourage if you are here doing medicine and you have the time in hand. Of course, medicine students compared to other fields, they have less time. But even so, we still have time to watch Netflix. We still have time to go and jalan, jalan. No, stuck at home, got nothing else better to do right now. Spend an hour a day just to learn something. Anything that will benefit you in the future. Every hour that you spend one day, uh, you add up all the days. Uh, by the time you reach MO, right? Wow, just imagine the amount of experience you gain already just by doing so. That's true. Humongous lead compared. Just imagine you are doing it now. Eight years down the line. Now two years plus another four. Six years down the line, right? You have six years lead compared to the ones who want to do then. Six years down the line. Oh, I want to do something. I'm very good at it already. I'm already doing it for 6 years, really. You want to sell to people. You want to sell people. Oh, I've been doing this 6 years. Compared to somebody who's like, uh, I just started. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Man. It's experience that counts. is the number of years that you put into. People should hire you compared to someone who just started. Same right. logic.
0: That's true. Mm. Wow. Um, That was a very insightful... Yeah, thank you, Dr. Eric, really, for being so honest and for even sharing this. No
1: problem, no problem.
0: <laughs> Actually, before we, before we wrap up, right, I have one more question to ask you. So, okay, I, I need to be very careful even asking this as well. Mm. Um, so, right, after everything that you shared, do you, like, Dr. Eric, do you regret studying medicine?
1: I always uh, share with you guys, I've never ever regretted doing medicine. Never. I really enjoy doing medicine. Okay. Because now, I get to do medicine without having to worry about money. Mm. Mm. Alright. And I... uh, Yeah. You know... I mean, not to say that I'm earning a lot outside, but it's enough, okay? Enough to cover my expenses, enough to build my dreams. Uh, There is something that I look forward to and, uh, you know, seeing that I'm because I'm not doing it alone anymore. I started alone, but I'm not doing it alone anymore. So I have a team. So I have partners. So they will overlook the operations, you know, uh, stuff to actually get things done, independent stuff and all. And uh, yeah. So it makes life a lot easier. And uh, best thing is my staff is a law grad. Oh. Okay. But she one of my staff is a law grad but she writes medical articles. I teach them how to write. So she'll go to NCBI go to PubMed look through art journals. Oh. Then they write up articles and Surprisingly, very good also. Like, wow, you're right like, right. like, a medical doctor, huh? but can be done as long as you put your heart and soul to it, lah. So, mm,
0: as long as you put your heart, like your heart into it, and you're willing to learn, like, yeah, the sky's yeah. your limit, man.
1: Correct.
0: And where can people find you?
1: Where can people find me? Uh? um, now if you want to read about my past, um, you can actually go to uh, Ericseal. Uh, that's my personal website, lah. I write my rants there. I write my life there, and all my stuff there. <laughs> if you really want to see me, uh, in one of the social media, then I'm, uh, like you found me, lah, I'm very active on LinkedIn because that's where I am. So mm. um, I find that LinkedIn is more suitable for me because there are people talk sense. Unlike, um, I'm not saying face, I'm not saying Facebook, Instagram, they don't talk sense but they talk more sense okay, they are more legit people because people can't hide behind profiles and uh, be keyboard warriors and you know shout vulgarities and stuff like that. Here on LinkedIn, everybody shows their real name, shows their profession, so they interact with one another at the professional level. So it's very nice in the sense that. uh, you get to meet all these people. And by meeting all these people, it opens up your vision saying that, hey, everybody has their own struggles. And everybody is trying their best to make a living and make their life comfortable. Okay, out of all the situation. Some lost their jobs, but they don't give up. Some run business because of COVID. You no know, business gets affected but they don't give up some try applying for jobs for a thousand times okay not thousand a ah, thousand is exaggerating ah, but at least hundred over interviews they go through unlike doctors these people go through interviews you know hundred over interviews just to be selected to be hired by a company so doctors in a way they are privileged because they don't have to go through this route but on the other hand they are also losing out because they don't know what the 90% of the world does because they are stuck in this cocoon. Mm-hmm. Only doctors in Malaysia don't go through interview. But the rest of the jobs out there, everybody goes through interviews and everybody must know how to tackle their interviews and know how to answer interviews and present themselves and speak appropriately to the interviewer so that you know, you're know hired for the job. So these are the skills that doctors are lacking because like it or not, doctors think, most doctors think they are God, Wow, ego very big. I finish medicine, well, I'm, uh, but it's, mm. in truth, right, we are the smallest among all the other professions out there because we think a little bit too mighty of ourselves. Really. Right. Right. If you really look at it, there are a lot of things out there for us to learn. Lah. Okay. Mm. And uh, we just need to be humble and be able to, you know, lower down ourselves and To actually learn all this up. And it's not for everybody's benefit. It's just for... It definitely is for our own benefit only. But we must take the first step to go and learn it. Otherwise, Mm. nobody can help us except when we start helping ourselves only. We can cry cry all we want. But we need to take the first step. Right.
0: Mm. Wow. That is so true. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Eric. And I'm sure that everyone who is listening in as well, Um, yes, you can go and find him on LinkedIn. You can stalk him as well, like how I did. Uh, he's got very interesting, very real stories there. And yeah, um, if you want him on next time, just let me know. If you like this, share and subscribe. And... Yes, uh, I'll link all of Dr. Eric's um, websites in the bio as well. So yes, uh, in the meantime, stay safe and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.
1: Bye, guys.